hello. Uh, before you listen to this, you should know that we use naughty words and talk about bottoms and things. So if you do not like explicit content, now is the time to stop listening. Otherwise, hold on for the good stuff. Hello and welcome to That Was The Week That Was A While Ago, the podcast where we try to understand yesteryear's internet nonsense today. I'm Oscar. And I'm Alex. Alex, you're sitting right next to me. Yeah, it's weird. I'm not. I'm not sure how I'm kind comfortable of uncomfortable I am with this. actually. Like, and it's not just because you're stroking my thigh. That's actually relaxing me a lot. I mean, it, it, you seem to have got more relaxed the further up your thigh I've gone. Ah, that's how it works. Yeah, I consented though, so it's all fine. Don't worry, listeners. Um, would you like to know what we're going to be talking about? What things were? Um, what th- what things there were a year ago? I've got nothing clever. Sorry, I had a beer. Yeah, I feel like you should have lined your stomach more. I feel like this beer might have been... Are, are you sure you're still... Are, are you are you safe to podcast at this beer level of one... I'm not operating beer? any heavy machinery. Just heavy um, puns. Heavy puns, yeah. Clang! There goes one. Shall we? Yeah, okay. Um, could you make some sort of ursine noise, do you think? Consider, consider me a big Ursula. Uh, yeah, I have done for many years. So, Berlusconi, noted former Duce... No, don't go there. I feel like he's noted for other things. Noted, noted, but notable Berlusconi. The renowned Silvio Berlusconi got him an Instagram. I mean, I want to say like... Like a really suggestive growl. I think you can do better. Go for it again. Okay. Uh, even Tories did not want the UK to ditch the Human Rights Act. Growl. A Polish man fought a bear in a zoo. <laughs> Adult friend finder got hacked. Find sexy bears in your area. I get spam exactly like that. Actually, the spam that I get is all about Cincinnati for some I, reason. I feel like if you find if you had spam saying find sexy bears in your area, then that would say like that that would actually be quite targeted marketing if you were into bears. I'm not. Well, okay, well, I mean, you know. But you're, you're here and you're overweight and with a beard and in a lot of leather. And I mean, realistically, that was what I was expecting when we talked about fighting a bear in a zoo. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint in yeah. that case. Yeah. You're just going to have to keep stroking my thigh. Hey, shall we do a thing yeah, about Silvio Berlusconi? Yeah, go on, go on. Um, so I, I feel like it's been a while since Silvio's been around and you know kind of absence makes a heart grow fonder with with a lot of world leaders i mean you you only have to look at the funeral of margaret thatcher to see how yeah. how many people could be incredibly polite about somebody they would have tripped down the stairs had they been yeah. in the right situation and and then i i heard some people on like a politics podcast a left wing polit- american politics politics podcast the other day being like well, reminiscing fondly for the good old days of George W. Bush. Well, you knew where you stood with him, didn't you? Yeah, pr- precisely. But, I mean, so, it's interesting that this Guardian article starts with, I mean, a, a sort of sad picture. I mean, like, so it's a picture of Silvio Berlusconi holding a, a very small dog, like mm. sort of toy poodle-sized dog, with hair that is obviously... Uh, an augmented reality version of hair, yeah. both in terms of colour and spread, and the yeah. fact that you know you could, 
it's got that kind of John Ham level binary hairline. Like there is suddenly a lot of hair and there is suddenly no hair. Yeah. In a way that very few men in their eighties. I mean, how old is he? A lo- uh, he's getting on a bit, isn't he? What this photo like? And I, yeah, Alex has done a great job of describing it. It just says to me that all Silvio, all poor old Silvio, ever wanted was just a cuddle. Well, just look at his little face. You know, he's got a smile and slightly downcast eyes. You know, it makes it makes you think that all of the corruption and you know, massively problematic. Uh, you know, oh, it's a me, a Silvio. Lol. It doesn't matter if I'm abusing children. Shtick. Yeah. It's just like, oh, may- maybe all he wanted was a dog. And, and so he's posting... Um, it's probably worth pointing out that it's not just... The, the news story is not just that Silvio Berlusconi has a picture of him holding a dog. Oh, yeah. It, it's that he got himself an Instagram account. He got an Instagram account. I don't know, like... Thinking about what you just said, it does look a little bit like he's on a senior's dating website. This could be the profile pic for that, couldn't it? He likes long walks in the park and uh, heavy brown envelopes delivered to judicial appointments, people. Yeah. Uh, and the music of Bob Dylan. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. If you weren't there the first time, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh. You're not going to get it. I think what that means is that this was a year ago, come a year, you know, all innocent and dog-loving to begin with. I think he's probably let the mask slip on Instagram by now. Do you not? I I haven't checked in, if I'm honest with you. I mean, I suppose for me, because there's that... Several years ago, he got hit with a model Arc de Triomphe, or was it a model Eiffel Tower? Tell me more. It was, it was some time ago, and there was a protester who had a ceramic tourist object of a famous European landmark, which I believe was French, uh-huh. who basically twatted Silvio across the forehead... And teeth and caused him to bleed quite significantly. Is this a weapon of opportunity or was it chosen, do you think? Well, I mean, who can say? I mean, many times the Arc de Triomphe has been used as a weapon of, of political violence. And but who would you like to twat with what? I mean, it's just always going to be Silvio. There's just, I mean, uh, there's uh, there's something about the way that he holds himself and conducts himself that just makes you feel as though he... I mean, uh, I should point out, of course, that... Um, Violence begets violence. We should, yes. of course, be very careful about advocating for violence. We're not. But there are just some faces that careful. look like they will need a slap. Or advocating for violence. Um, would you like to gunge, Silvio? I mean, I don't know gunge, but like... It would be poetic justice in a way, wouldn't it? But the thing is about gunging was, I mean, in in the children's game shows of the early 90s, there was yes. a sort of... There was a a build up and a and a, a narrative consistency to the gunge. Yes, you you had to start with, you know, them losing a go kart race to their teacher. Or uh-huh. that's kind of like an election, though, isn't it? That's kind of like if you forfeit your country to a technocracy, that's a bit like losing a go kart race, isn't it? Well, I suppose this is the thing, isn't it? You know, not not that Italian politics is a joke, but it, it has some strongly joke aspects to it, and you know if it. If maybe it was a go kart race between, you know, the weirdly right wing, um, is it the, the Northern League? I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's them. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah the the f- five star movement. The five stars. Yeah. Um, and maybe if they all had that, maybe this could be like Anton Deck's Saturday Night Takeaway. But I mean, maybe this is where Anton Deck should go. Like a, a few months 
a year ago now, I was in Helsinki and I saw um, that David Hasselhoff had his own Finnish specialty TV show Mm. where he talked to Finnish celebrities and that Trini and Susanna had their own Polish uh, version of, you know, what not to wear. And it makes me think that, you know, maybe Silvio Berlusconi is... And the rest of the Italian political elite is wasted in Italy and should, in fact, relocate to somewhere where their careers have more vitality, which would be ITV on a Saturday night between about 6.30 and 10. I'd watch that. I know, and I would too. He looks a bit pissed, doesn't he? I, I feel like that might be... His his eyes look slightly um, independently motivated. I can't get over that. I can't get over that head of picture. Also, look at the dog. The dog looks evil. Dog? Yeah. Maybe it was the dog all along. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it looks a bit like, you know, he's puppeting the dog, but maybe the dog is puppeting him. Yeah. Like that film, The Ghost. With um, the with uh, Ewan McGregor doing a not great English accent. Fair enough. I can't speak Scottish. But... Um, you know, and it turns out that the other book was the thing that had the secret. That's my that's my pressy, and I'm sticking to it. I'm just looking at, at modern Silvio now, and I mean, I'm seeing a few filters there, but largely it's like the Instagram that, you know, if you had an aunt who was a high-tier Italian politician, it would be that. Actually, to be fair, looking at this, very few of them are selfies. These seem to be... Uh, Photos from an assistant. You know, there's one of Silvio on a on a chat show. One of Silvio about to give a speech. Either that, or he's got really long arms. Yeah, or like a, a drone that just yeah. follows him around with his iPhone on a. Oh, oh look! There's another one of a dog, a little Labrador okay. that he's talking it, to. Yeah, it's a bit odd that he's choosing to use filters on Instagram because I don't think he's filtered any of his output ever before. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually true. That's um, that is a massive problem. Yeah, like massive building your own brand fail. Yeah, first time you know you can't. Social media shows truth. Yeah, always. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I think we have to be honest. It's quite slim picking, right? Like, there's nothing. There's nothing you would expect or want from Sylvia. Like. If Silvio Berlusconi is going to have an Instagram, you you want there to be at least a hint of boob, don't you? Not want. I mean, I feel expect. like... Expect. Expect. With, with sadness in your eyes and sort of like the, the, the triumph of expectation over hope. Yeah. Um, also, looking at this, there are 97 posts on his Instagram, uh, of which only two are food. And I'm not sure Weird. if I'm. He just doesn't get it. Yeah, He's a man out of time. Really. There's a, there's a cake. Yeah. With gold lettering of um, his name. Yeah. Uh, and there is also three pieces of penne pasta mm. with different pestos on them, representing the different colours of the Italian flag. There's no like nice coffees. There's no nice coffees. There's no uh, morning cigarettes. There's no uh, you know cocktails or uh, elaborately arranged food. It's it's actually a complete letdown. Yeah. It's very, very clean. It's very, very safe. You, you, I am disappointed in you, Silvio. You imagine that he kind of got a, a new social media manager who was like, you really need to get on this Instagram shit, it's really important. And then kind of petered out after... Has he not heard that the millennials respond to authenticity? 
God, this is the worst phrase I've ever made. Start fucking put, putting pictures of underage cool girls. It's, we know it's what you're into. That's what we want to see. I don't. I don't want to see. It. I don't. Sorry. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. But I just want you to own you, Silvio. I want you to own you, and you're not. And I'm disappointed in you. Actually, this is very interesting. So uh, it's noticeable that these ninety-seven photos appeared in a spate of three weeks. Mm. Uh, and the comments on them are includes go to hell uh, out out sell the club out you are a bad man go out plus uh, and hashtag thanks Berlusconi so you know it's oh. a real mixed bag you know some some pro Berlusconi people some some anti you know and and you know out you are a bad man is I think from <laughs> from the current tone of, of of the internet and politics in general. Out you are a bad man is it's, among the most polite ways of telling somebody to fuck off down a well. It is. It's also like, I would really like to see a Photoshop with all of the protesters' signs replaced with, Out you are a bad man. <laughs> Support the junior doctors. Out you are a bad man. <laughs> that would be wonderful. I think, yeah. Next time I protest anything, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to have. So, yeah. Well, he has an Instagram. And I feel... Yes, there's no pornography on it, and um, there's no food. Yeah. And, I mean, which is betraying both the geist of Berlusconi and the geist of Instagram, so... It's pointless. Yeah, this is a waste of everybody's existence. I mean, to be honest, Instagram should save the money on hosting for those photos. They're not necessary. Ditch it. Delete the account. Out, you are a bad man. <laughs> Out, you are a bad Instagram. Hey, speaking of... Uh, um, bad people. Shall we talk about the next thing? I I feel like you're just not giving segways the chance they deserve anymore. Mm. I feel like there's a sort of there's a lean towards one. There's a sort of yes, we're going to go towards this next topic. Here's the next topic. Okay, shall I give that another run? Shall I take a run up and do an- no, another? No, because I mean, I think if you take another run at it, then um, we'll have to cut this bit out, and I. I I want to admonish you on air. Okay, well, fine. You can have your, you can have that cake. Thank you. Um, so, what is the uh, Human Rights Act, Alex? In in brief. Okay, as I understand it, the Human Rights Act is what we passed uh, after the first Blair government. Well, during the first Blair Parliament in I think ninety eight. Um, I should point out at the moment that I am in a political position due to my working arrangements, whereby I may not comment on matters pertaining to any vote that is happening in the UK soon. So what I vote is that? I, I don't know. I believe there is a referendum that the government has an official line on and I have no line on. Oh, okay. That's unusual for you, because you're into your politics, aren't you? I don't think you can prove that. Before this act was in place... One could technically appeal to the European Court of Human Rights. You yeah. could go there, but the process took longer. So the Act in '98 made it easier for you to take a case. So it makes it easier. Okay, so it's a thing that is a bit Ron Seal in the sense of... It is an act full of human rights. Yeah, and it just makes it easier if you're in a situation of someone not appreciating your rights to get... To try and get some sort of recourse for that. Yes, basically. Well, that sounds terrible, and I can understand why everyone wants to get rid of it. Do they? 
I mean, some do, but this time last year, uh, the uh, Queen's speech had happened. I, I have some strong problems with the idea of, I mean, really affording anybody I disagree with any rights whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, with... Um... But, like, that is, you know, like, we're sort of, like, only a few thin pieces of paper away from, like, Universal Hammer Death, right? Like that film that came out, if you, The Purge, like that. Right, we're just we're just the human rights act away from that becoming a reality, essentially, aren't we? So, and that is what it? everybody's been waiting for, because like exactly, I, you know, you know that thing where you just want to like beat everybody you've ever met to death. I don't have that like to that degree. I don't think, but, well, but I'm no, familiar. But, well, but, I'm familiar with the impulse. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing though. Like the only, the thing that is here is Brussels is stopping you. Like, it might be law that's been enacted in London by British politicians and argued yeah. over by British politicians yeah. and built up on a pile of case law from British courts, but it's yeah. obviously all Brussels' fault there. Uh, but, okay, so is a threat to my liberty? Well, undoubtedly. I mean, your your liberty, your absolute liberty... Yes. ...is to oppress, torture, and interfere with the postal system of anybody that you please. I've always felt so. Side question... How many years slash drinks do you think we are away from QE2 going completely off-piste in her speech? I'm so interested in this. The state opening is, is an incredibly interesting event uh, for, the, for the pageantry. You know she used to ride on her own horse there. I did not. Well, before the, her. several years in the seventies, before she had all the kids, and you know it all got mm. complicated. She had to get the carriage to get them all there and back, and you know it is. She used to it's ride her own a, horse it's down. Just from, a hassle. Yeah, it's just like had to get an extra, specially large carriage to fit everyone in. A little trailer in the back. Fit screens into the back of the seats so that the kids, or just bring a toy along so that they don't misbehave during the opening of the parliament. Right. If you don't shut up, then we're going straight back. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, well, I think we're maybe. I mean, all I'm all I mean from the horse story is that she has at many points in her life given zero shits about you know, like nip down to Parliament on a horse. Oh, yeah, now come on, these guys again. And I feel like she could do her own alternative Queen's speech. Oh right, you know, she could send Charles or or. Anne to go and read out the actual speech and she'll just like get on the balcony at, at Buckingham Palace with a gin in one hand and uh, a a rubber mask of whichever Prime Minister is the one of the day kind of going meh you know meh, 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 and reading out fake legislation my government's going to meh, meh, meh. I have no idea what she'd say but I, I feel like she'd I feel like she'd be good at a party I feel like she'd be the last person left awake yeah you know yeah, when yeah. it gets sort of four or five in the morning and everyone's yeah, got and the chicken shop there's only one bottle of something slightly dodgy that's like the, the cap doesn't really fit so the alcohol has definitely like oxidised a little bit but nonetheless, and it's kind of syrupy from how much liquid it's lost. Yeah, and but and you're like, oh, not like you. You have a little bit of that, and your guts go. Now think about it before you do that again. Oh, and she's just there slugging it back. Yeah, and it's that moment where you think that diet iron brew would be a great mixer. It is. Is it? It's a. Oh, it's acceptable. Um, yeah, no, we would call that show QE2 Degaff, and it would be a bit like the Graham Norton show, but with the Queen. You know, I can imagine her... I really can imagine her running a, a Saturday night chat show. I mean, like... Mm. Well, yeah, the Queen could just take over on Saturday nights on ITV. Yeah? 
She I'd could do that. like you know the equivalent of that you know those game shows with the the, the jumping and the things that like total wipeout. But I mean, I think we're, what we're learning is that all of our opinions and essentially our framework for understanding life has been formed by Noel's house party. Well, this is the thing about our Noel, isn't it? Like, um, we we learnt we learnt everything about we British learnt government. To laugh. We learnt to cry. We learnt to love each other. We learnt that he was indirectly responsible for somebody's death in a helicopter. I didn't know that. Surprised well, yeah. Um, and I think that's also probably why, like, when we go, when we complain at the end of our shows, as we want to do. Um, that life is well that people are just crushingly continuously stupid then it's it's what we're, we're what we're really saying if you get boil it right down to its essence what we're saying is that life is insufficiently like Noel's house party do you feel that there are aspects of Noel's house party that are incompatible with the human rights act because looking at you know, the years that Noel's House Party was in operation, they mm. do kind of end abruptly at the point where the Human Rights Act was enacted. Cause, effect. I mean, I feel like it's hard to... It's it's hard to dispute that Noel Edmonds is a victim of broken Britain. Mm. Mm. And I, I feel like Noel Edmonds would be the first to tell you that he is the victim of a broken Britain. I feel like when all those fellas are up against... And ladies. Equal opportunities executions. When they're all up against the wall, when the revolution comes, Noel Edmund is going to be the one shouting fire. I mean, yeah, that is the thing, isn't it? Like, Noel's house party was just a sort of weekly glimpse into a future fascist dictatorship. Noel's house party was a rehearsal, a dress rehearsal for the revolution. I mean... I, I I feel like Mr. Blobby has some of something of the Goebbels to him. I re- uh, I was going to go for Lenin. No, yeah, you're right. He is more of a sort of you know vanguardist. Yeah, yeah. Or is it going to be one of these Trotsky-Stalin situations where we're going to say it, it all, or we're not all going to say? Um, certain sections of the population are going to say oh, it all went wrong, and really Blobby should have got the power instead. Everything would have been fine if Blobby had got the power. Well, I mean, the thing is, looking at that sort of early 90s BBC One lineup. hello, anyone from the States, I'm really sorry about this. Um, or anywhere else. <laughs> Hi, if you didn't grow up in the United Kingdom and you probably weren't we'll just, born in we'll the you know. Yeah. We'll let you know when we're back. And also, like, don't worry about the last five minutes. It's all... Um, how, could, how would you summarise it for people who aren't familiar? Noel's House Party was an entertainment show which had several set pieces. One was uh, a sort of segment where they were trying to uh, provide increasingly ridiculous situations to celebrities in order to make them look like fools, uh, after which they would be awarded a small statue for being good sports. Um, There was sort of audience interaction. Uh, There was a, a thing where children could win video games, which was obviously like the sort of moment that you looked forward to as a as a young person mm-hmm. um, and there was a lot of sort of glycerol with food colouring that was uh, that celebrities were you know oh and there was a like a phone booth full of money we, t- we shouldn't have done this there's no point trying to understand it if you weren't there man he's okay but I think it's worth trying to explain Noel Edmonds because Noel yeah, Edmonds is a is a sort of locus okay Noel Edmonds is is a tall gnome 
Yeah. He's the he's the yang to um Richard Branson's yin. Yes. Actually yes, he is the anti Branson. He is the Br- yeah. Brantison. The Brant matter. Branty matter. <laughs> oh, I got one in a clunk. Yeah. Clunk. <laughs> clunk. Pun Matron three thousand. Deploying puns. <laughs> Pun. Um time for another beer. You know, I feel like us recording together is is bad habits. I'm not sure. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, Noel Edmonds is a very tall gnome uh, who escaped from Toy Town and was given his own primetime show on BBC One. It's a bit like Loki and Thor, actually. Yes. Well. Well. Who, who's Thor in this situation? Branson. Okay. Um I think we should get back on course to yeah. the idea that human rights... I, I, the other thing with this thing was, yes, the Tories were in slight disarray over uh, the Human Rights Act. One of the difficulties was, of course, that Cameron was going off to Poland to negotiate the uh, EU settlement, which uh, nominally we are having a referendum on in a little under three weeks. Oh, David Cameron was negotiating in Poland? That sounds bare difficult. That's horrifying. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> I mean, I just don't even know you line why. it up and I knock it down. I don't understand why you're no, upset. No, no, no. This this story involves a bear. That doesn't. That, that, there was no invitation for you there. There was nothing. There was, there was just, an invitation. Oh my god! There was an empty expanse in front of all of us, and you filled it with disappointment. <laughs> Thanks, Oscar. Any time. Uh... You know, not only is there a bear in this, but also the man was barefoot. What? What is it that I'm talking about? Oh yeah, okay. Um, a year ago, uh, a, ma- a Polish man fought a-, a bear in a zoo and survived. Well, I mean, have you seen Grizzly Man? Yes, love it. I mean, yes. I I, I remember watching it for the first time and thinking, wow, somebody thought that it was a great idea to go and live with the bears. And he, I mean, as you watch that film, you 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 you. Uh, can feel a sense of sympathy with him for... Well, the thing is, it worked until it didn't. Well, exactly. Timothy Treadwell was right. In some senses. Yeah. I mean, yes, it worked in the sense that... Well, It worked in the sense that if you're out in the remote wilds and, yes, you're a kind of part of the bear society, I'm sure that Mm. has its ability to work. My my question comes up... society... Simple best society. Forget about your EU referendum. Which we've never talked about and don't even know about. That's the best society. Anyway. I mean, if people were to register by June the 7th for a referendum in June the 23rd, I think. Uh, These random syllables coming out of your mouth are like astonishingly meaningful and I can't imagine how you keep... It's like you're speaking in tongues, but actually... Like, you're doing it randomly, but I understand it. It's really interesting because there's a great service that has been built to allow you to register to vote in under five minutes at gov.uk slash register hyphen two hyphen vote. But I, I, I've i only ever seen it in pictures. I wouldn't know about it. I've seen on TV and the internet. Mm-hmm. The internet. Anyway, so fella goes to thingy 
hangs out with the bears in North America in Grizzly Man. Yeah. You can understand that because it's in the wild and that is where the bears live and they can trot around. And if, yeah. if say, you suddenly realise that actually bears are wankers, you don't really want to hang out with them anymore, you could probably move Fucking on. Fucking tossers. If you're in a zoo in Warsaw, maybe throwing yourself into the bear enclosure has a slightly more... I mean, bears, aside from shitting in the woods, they also go over quite a big area like they they tend to walk around a lot and so penning them up must be frustrating and if you then throw a 32 year old I assume drunk man in there I wasn't I mean I was gonna broach so I, I assume alcohol is is involved presumably why he also refused to tell the police why he attacked a bear yeah what uh, uh, sorry sir why did you decide to get in the bear I'm not telling you not telling you fight a bear it's just so I mean Post photos online showing the man inside, barefoot and in shorts. In one photo, he had his right palm in the bear's mouth. From the other photos, it appears the bear, a female named Sabrina, tried to bite his arm and that the man hit the bear. It's not clear which happened first. I mean... Getting a bit Star Wars here, isn't it? I just don't think it... I mean, I don't think it's a great idea as a human, but I also feel like like, they're they're in a tank. Like, they're, they're... just leave them alone. Yeah. Like, that. it's like when you're, I don't know, it's like there are certain certain groups of people in the pub, like if you go into the pub, where you're like, just don't... Yeah, don't, just don't, don't look at it. them. Don't walk near them. Just leave them alone, and they'll probably amuse themselves. Like, it's the same with bears. All right. And should we uh, ask ourselves the questions, the, the, the big questions of, of last year's week... Uh, yes, we should ask ourselves some serious questions. So, Oscar, I'd like you to answer these questions honestly. Yes. Do you... Have you been on the internet recently? Yes. Have you, uh... Have you ever put your details into a website? Yes. Have you ever been pwned? Nine. Well, that's lucky. Because had you been pwned previously, you may have been in one of the, you know, thousands of hot pwned people in your area mm. who were pwned by a data leak from Adult Friend Finder. Um, it mm. is a pop-up that appears with such regularity and with such brazen claims as to who is nearby and their levels of interest in you based on no information whatsoever that you rather feel like... The, I mean, there's a, a certain level of natural selection going on with the people who get yeah. their data leaked from having put their data into adult yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. It's the same people who are in the market for a bridge. Uh, the guy who hacked it um, did it... Well, it's kind of surprising, actually, because, first of all, like he hacked it because they pissed off his friend to, to uh, financially pissed him off. Someone clever enough to hack a website and uh, dump all the dump all the data online, had a friend who was stupid enough to sign up to the website and give them money. Give them a lot of money. Give them a quarter of a million dollars. How does that work? Yeah, I'm kind of confused about that. Why didn't the clever friend just take, like, say, hey, here's a bridge. Give me a quarter of a million dollars. Cut out the middleman. Would you like to know his, um, his justification as in his own words? Yes, please. It is a pervert website. They owe my guy money. Had it coming, clause, pay up, or be fucked. I feel like I've written poetry that bad. Add something about cherry blossoms to that, and you got yourself a haiku. 
and the crushing loneliness of the soul. It is a pervert website. Cherry blossoms. They owe my guy money. Spring time. Had it coming, Claus. The moon is really beautiful. Pay up or be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, that ran out of steam. <laughs> well, um, what do you think we would? What do you, what, do you think we've learned anything this week? I mean, in a sense, I think we have actually. Um, yeah. I think that we have learned that the world is still full of relative crashing idiocy, but also that. Um, We've learned about ourselves, haven't we? I think we've learned something about politics. Have we? Well, we've learned that you can sort of speak in tongues. Like, you have no idea what the syllables coming out of your mouth mean. But it just seems that, like, politics and public policy is so in your soul that even when you do that, it still produces meaningful words. Is that what we've learned? I don't know if it is. Okay. I don't know. I I never know what I have learned from these things. I feel like it's a sort of uh, asking for a teachable okay. moment isn't really going to happen. Okay. Uh, maybe instead of something you've learned, have you got any sarcastic comments you'd like to make in closing? Uh, but I thought I'd go for something a little bit more lighthearted than that. But you come on, let's have your sarcasm then. Politics boy. Politics boy. Um, I hope that Silvio Berlusconi. Uh, posts only uh, suggestive nudes on his Instagram feed between now and the next Italian election. Yeah, and like, Silvio, you're letting yourself down. You do you, Silvio, and you do you in the most truest way possible, which is on Instagram. Well, I think that's everything, so thank you, thank you very much for listening. Uh, And wherever you found us, if you'd like to leave us a little review... Uh, we we try and read absolutely everything we see, and also it's 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 difficult to make it into people's ears these days. I've really tried to make it into Oscar's ears, and he's not having any of it. Um, we need more. We need more ears. We need them so much. Like, yeah, lend us your ears. You don't have to give them; just lend them for a little bit. Yeah, like a PFI program for your ears. Um, but if you liked it, recommend us. If you didn't like it, tell us why, and we'll fix it. Yeah, and the way that you can tell us why is by sending us an email to t3w4a2podcast at gmail.com or I'm on, like, Twitter and everything, so you just um, send me a, a friend request. Is that what you do? No, you just, like, I think you can insert something into my, into my, into my feed-wise thing, um, but you do that by finding me at, at Mr. Underscore Oscar. And I'm at Blangry. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was the week that was a while ago.